0: What happened here? Is it true that we are breaking down? Can't believe
1: John Smith is a singer-songwriter from the UK. During the pandemic, like most artists, he found himself at home with a bunch of canceled gigs. He decided to record an album that collaborated with people from around the globe, including Sarah Gerose, Jessica Stavely Taylor, Bill Frisell, and the Milk Carton Kids. The album he recorded is intimate and beautiful. I had a chance to chat with him about the recording of the album and some of his incredibly written songs. I hope you dig it. Cool. Well, the the new album is called The Fray and it came out in March of this year. And I was wondering if you could tell us uh, a little bit about the record and maybe a little bit about the uh, recording of the record.
0: Yeah, so I went down to Real World Studios in the southwest of England with my co-producer Sam Lakeman. Who is a great engineer and uh, and a really safe pair of hands? I, I had this project in mind and I, I needed someone to help me steer the ship. And uh, part of the project was going to be inviting collaborators on board who would record and contribute from far away. You know, <laughs> given the um, logistical problems posed by last year's events, we we thought we'd try something new and. It turned out that everyone I asked said yes. Um, all the musicians I know were kind of sitting at home wondering what had happened to all their gigs, you know. So any offer of a, a project or something interesting was seemed to be, um, you know, welcome and and very sort of enthusiastically received. So right. I had I had uh, the first two days in the studio. Um, I spent them just recording the bones of the songs and really, really just kind of laying out the the roadmap. And then after that, I sent the parts off to America and, um, people recorded their own parts in their home studios or their living rooms or, you know, wherever people are recording and, and sent the audio files back. So over the next few days I folded the parts into the mix and, and went from there, you know I, I allowed their collaborations to kind of help to steer the direction of the of the uh, of the recording you know so much like it would in person, if someone is um singing something a certain way or plays a certain line you'll you'll let that influence the direction that the recording takes, so I was trying to be open to all of that kind of um influence you know from my collaborators and we just worked instinctively you know we we worked fast we recorded the whole thing in seven days hmm. uh, including our collaborators and yeah just works off of what we were being sent trying to get things done in the first or second takes where possible you know I was doing a lot of um, a lot of very fast recording just went in really well rehearsed and played everything a couple of times and then if it didn't sound right we just moved on right it was a yeah it was a really good and very instinctual process
1: that's interesting so when you did the original recordings were they you and like a a little rhythm section like drums and bass or um uh, what what was that like
0: yeah it was well at first it was just me and a guitar and then we sent everything off you know for people to um overdub and then my my bass player came in one day drummer another day you know we were having to be Remain kind of distant and right, responsible, right. so there was a lot of um, a lot of you know getting people in one at a time. So yeah, bass drums, piano, horn section, and then another singer in the form of uh, Jessica Staveley Taylor of the Staves, mm. who is an incredible vocalist. She came in on the last day of the session actually, and, and put down her parts and just kind of. Elevated this whole the whole recording to this whole new level, you know, she's a proper singer. So having her in the room was uh, Yeah, a real creep. You could you could just kind of hear the songs changing shape as she was singing them.
1: Yeah, they're great I've been playing that song a good woman on my show uh, lately. It's a good song
0: Yeah, nice
1: so I was wondering um, what your uh, opinion on and as far as recording like this were you you a fan of the process? I know it had to be this way, but um, uh, and it turned out really really well, but um, uh, Do do you like recording that way or is it do do you like being in the room with people?
0: Uh, It it all works, you know, I think so much of recording is about imagination when you're in a space with people you are you have an inherent connection just because you're, you're sharing a physical space, but you're imagining ways in which to um, participate in the song. And so, to be in different places and contributing remotely isn't that much of a stretch. You're still participating in the song. It's just the technical process is slightly different because you have to record it yourself. But actually, I, I, I don't think I don't think the process suffers for. Um, for 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 the distances involved, you know what I mean. Right. So I, I I enjoy them both. You know, I love being in a room with musicians; it's it's the best fun. But actually doing it this way, it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't this project didn't suffer for it in any way. And it was the first time, you know, I did, it's the first time I tried it. I didn't know anyone else who was who had tried it yet, and so we were kind of out there flying by the seat of our pants. But everyone I worked with was really. Really good, you know. I just yeah. worked with really good musicians, so kind of trusted that they would get it together and get it right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds incredible, and um, it sounds like everyone was uh, was in the same room together. I think that's pretty neat stuff.
0: Oh, thanks, man.
1: the uh, The song "Eye to Eye" is, is really good, and it's a duet with uh, Sarah Jaros. And I was wondering about how that collaboration came about.
0: Yeah, Sarah invited me to sing something with her on the BBC. At the start of the pandemic, they were putting together a, a, a kind of um, filmed collaboration, uh, well series of collaborations, each episode would have three or four uh, bits of music performed by different people in different places, so I had to film myself on my phone, you know, and get a few different camera angles, mm-hmm. play to Sarah, who sent me her audio, it kind of, it was a real eye-opener, because I knew Sarah already, you know, we'd hung out at gigs, I'd but we played bills together, but I'd never played with her. So playing along to her was, you know, it's frightening. And she is so highly evolved in her musicality. It's it's scary. <laughs> I had to really um, pay attention <laughs> yeah. to not screw it up, but, you know, it turned out, you know, we're big fans of each other. So when I, I should sing this song, you know, which, Immediately, as soon as I thought of it, I just thought that's the one she, you know, she's got to do it. It'd be so such a shame if, if she didn't want to sing this and she said yes straight away. So, um, yeah, it kind of, it just came, kind of came about from from us, you know, being friends, really. I mean, it's like that with everyone on the record. You know, we, we all kind of work in the same office building.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good segue to the my my next question was about the song Friends uh, on the album and I, I like that song a lot. It has a good uh, kind of groove to it and whatnot. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit th- about that one.
0: Oh, yeah, thanks man. Yeah, that's just a love song to my mates, really. It's uh it's just about you know, not seeing your friends for a long time, knowing that as soon as you do see each other, you're going to fall into your old patterns and you know, recognize each other and still love each other and have time for each other. But, you know, like a lot of people, I haven't seen any of my friends in the flesh for a year. So it was just a, uh, yeah, just as for me as much as, as for anything else, just to let my mates know that I'm thinking of them.
1: Yeah, that's a great, uh, great sentiment. Well, you also collaborated with uh, Bill Frizzell, who's kind of known more for his, his jazz work. And um, I, I was interested in, in that collaboration as well.
0: Yeah, I didn't know Bill. And he is a hero. You know, I've traveled far and wide to see Bill Frizzell play the guitar. He is the first person that I've asked to play guitar on one of my records. Mm. I thought, well, if anyone's going to do it, you know, I think it'd be okay if it was Bill. So, it was, uh, it was kind of nerve-wracking, but we have a mutual friend in Joe Henry, my old friend and, and mentor. He put us in touch and Bill was up for it. You know, Bill was... Again, sitting at home, kind of waiting for a project to start. So uh, he he just said yes straight away. I sent him the parts. He sent me back like eight or nine different guitar takes, different mm. versions of Bill Frizzell. So I had this incredible evening listening to <laughs> Bill play my song in all these different ways, and we ended up using half of one take and half of another, and then grabbing a bit of another take and using it as an intro. And then my bass player and I played to it. So. You know, that was a real example of a of a collaborator s- steering the process. You know, if Bill had been in the studio and started noodling, I probably would have said, oh, let's, yeah, let's get some of that and then we'll go into the song from there. So we were able to have that kind of spontaneity, you know, despite Bill being, I think he, he might have been recording in Seattle, um, you know, fair old way from uh, from well where was I Wiltshire you know
1: right
0: right. down in the in the shires of England so it was yeah it was a lovely experience great to have him involved of course
1: that's interesting did you make any like alternative uh, takes of uh, of the songs that that you're not releasing
0: no but only because we didn't have time right Um, yeah studio time you know I paid for all of this myself and it's a studio like Real World doesn't come cheap so I think we stayed up really late figuring out which parts we were going to use and after that I just thought right let's not look at it again because we'll start doubting ourselves Right, but yeah, maybe one day there'll be a uh, a bonus because just that that one song with Bill nine or ten different versions of Bill Brazil
1: <laughs> I was just thinking it'd be hard to choose, you know, and you're, you're like, oh, man, I don't want to waste these, you know
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean he's he's a genius, you know, he's, he's one of the great living guitar players
1: Absolutely yeah, I think about guys like him and like uh, Tommy Emmanuel and, and some of these uh, uh, older guys that, that aren't super, super well-known, more well-known in the musician world. But it's um, uh, just incredible how, how great musicians they are. Yeah, that's good stuff. Absolutely. Well, I, I like the, the, the line in the song, The Fray, um, walking to the fray, we all end up there anyway. And I was kind of interested in uh, uh, what you're thinking about when you when you wrote that line.
0: Oh, just that we all kind of have the same stuff to deal with, you know. Last year was, well, the record is called The Fray. It references the fact that, you know, I was in what felt like a protracted fight last year. And so were most of the people I know. So, yeah, that that idea of being into some kind of fray, we all end up there anyway, you know. We're all in the same boat. And this sort of um, common experience that we've all shared means there's not an awful lot between us so I suppose it was just about relating my own uh, my own struggles to everyone else you know in some way even even though everyone's different iterations of the struggle you know they, they vary wildly but still we're, we're all in it together aren't we
1: right I'm starting to see some some songs reflecting on 2020 uh, starting to come out. There's been two or three um, with, with with that theme um, built into it, and I think it's going to be a lot a lot more as the year moves on.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was a heavy time.
1: Yeah, and that's the beauty of music. It helps us all um, kind of relate to it and can uh, work through it. You know, it's helpful. Well, it's, um, I think.
0: It felt, I didn't want it to be sort of the 2020 record, but I I certainly wanted to acknowledge what happened. You know, it would have felt disingenuous
1: not to. Speaking of, of all that stuff, um, obviously the, the whole world is still kind of shut down as far as touring goes. We're starting to slowly open up here in the States and, sh- and distance shows and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm interested in um in what your plans are for the year. Do you have any, any plans of, of touring, playing shows or anything like that?
0: Yeah, man, I've I've got some dates on sale in September in the UK. So I'm going to go and play about 12 shows around the UK. And then right now, I'm just working on getting back to the States. You know, I I had to cancel my first US headline tour, which I've been working on for so long. Um, I'm trying to put that back in the book and get over to the US in the spring next year. And then see what happens, you know kind of, it's the first time anything of mine is charted in the US, so it feels like I should probably get over there and see what's going on.
1: That's great. We'd be happy to see you here. Are there um, <laughs> yeah, are there shows uh, in, in, in the UK and, and in Europe happening that are distanced right now, or what, what does it look like over there, uh, like uh, today?
0: Yeah, I think there are. Um, I think the middle of next month means I think that they're gonna start doing some socially distanced gigs. I've been, I moved up to the hills of Wales. I live in the middle of nowhere now. Hmm. Um, Late last year, we moved. And so I haven't been paying as much attention. I've just been um, kind of laying low. Hmm. So all I know is that we've had to move my tours like four times. (laughs) I'm just, uh, I decided to play it safe. I just said, let's not mess around with anything until summer's over. Let people um, go out. You know, do what they're going to do. People, are, people in the UK can out, go out and sit in the park and drink and make merry and have a good time. And mm-hmm. then after that, let's go and play some gigs. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to try and compete with pubs reopening. You know, you can't. You can't compete with a cold beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> It's yeah. it's it's interesting. I'm fully vaccinated, and uh, um, one of my my favorite acts is Jason Isbell, and uh, he's playing in Reno yeah. in July, and um, I'm so torn on if I want to go. Um, my son isn't vaccinated, and uh, I'm worried about bringing something home to him. You know, and it, it, I feel like yeah. everyone's in this yeah. weird space where it's like we're kind of everyone's like, I don't know. You know, it's just weird.
0: Yeah, I'm not vax. Yeah, the uh, it's been pretty slow here, so. I'm just playing it safe, man. Wearing my mask, yeah. Going out when I have to, and trying to look for new opportunities in the in the kind of solitude.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, if people want to support you, find your work, buy your merch, and, and records, and all that kind of stuff, uh, where can what's the best place to find you online?
0: Well, that would be great. <laughs> so, thanks for that. My website is Smith dot and you can go to my store my records. Or even if you just, you know, leave me playing on Spotify when you go to sleep. It all helps.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Cool, man. Well, that's all the uh, questions I had for you. I appreciate you uh, connecting with me today.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Enjoy the rest of your day, man.
0: Will do, brother. Take care.
1: Thanks to John for connecting with me to talk about this album. And thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the show where you're listening now.